I'm Andrew Porteous, Emeritus Professor of Environmental Engineering at the Open University. I've initiated and founded the Open University's Environmental Engineering Program in 1975, and that program has continued thereafter in one form or another. My involvement with Coast T210 is that I was Coast Team Chair or Chairman, I'm an old-fashioned fellow, and I selected academic staff, had media staff seconded to me, editorial staff, and we put the course together as a package which embraced the management of land or waste, solid wastes, air, water or effluents, and noise management or control. And these entities are what impinge on most people in the urban environment and in the rural environment too. My involvement in the waste sector grew from my early days as a coal miner in Fife at age 15 and thereafter a mine mechanic in charge of coal face plant, boiler plant, steam raising plant and I saw what could be done by efficient use of resources even in those days. In my coal mine, the largest in Scotland, we burnt the waste that we couldn't sell to raise the steam and then we made sure the boilers were super efficient. And from there, I went on to night school to University in Edinburgh and a NATO fellowship to America for my higher degrees. And in the higher degree work, I was tasked with making a useful product from household waste that was innovative. And I came up with the idea of making industrial ethyl alcohol from waste cellulose. And that project is now commercialised today. And... When I saw what could be done with waste allied with declining resources, even then, in the 1970s, it was obvious that oil would peak eventually, that uh, we should be conserving resources. And when I returned to America, I pretty well signed up for the Open University in 1970, and given my background as a coal miner, that is perhaps understandable, and I feel I've had a vocation in educating people who could benefit from my my skills and my perspective. The study of waste management has never been more relevant than it is today. One of the reasons is there's a driver called EU Landfill Directive which places stringent requirements on all member states to reduce their use of landfill. And Britain in the past has been extremely lax or relaxed about the use of landfill. In fact, it was quite profligate. Where other countries in the EU, such as France, Germany, Denmark, etc., went heavily into recycling and energy recovery from waste. And I'd like to emphasize a factor in this that both these processes reduce the requirement for landfill. You cannot achieve 100% recycling because the cost would be astronomical. It's like me saying it's possible to have a holiday on the moon and hang the expense. So there has to be rational waste management and there has to be a modicum of recycling, a modicum of energy from waste and a modicum of composting. And also, let's go to the top of the pyramid and say, let's examine what we produce as waste in the first place and try and minimise it. So the course really wraps around these concepts. The series of examples in the videos are still probably current best practice, only been expanded on a mega scale now to a practically every community in the United Kingdom. So separation of source or mixed waste is then sent under a separate collection scheme to material recovery facilities to facilitate the recovery of recyclable materials. The bulk of the material is paper followed by metals and glass. 
Now, there's an important point to be made in recycling. You don't get anything from nothing. In the case of waste paper recycling, there's always a reject stream and there has to be an injection of fresh fibres from trees to make sure that the paper meets its quality requirements. The legislation is extremely important because that's been the driver to make Britain recycle more, minimise more and recover, that is, burn more waste to recover energy and compost. And the legislation lays down that there must be a substantial reduction in landfill and the government has set a target by 2020 of reducing household waste output by 50%. What that means is from 450 kilograms per person per year in 2000, it wants the output to be 225 kilograms in 2020 going to landfill. That's a 50% reduction in landfill. That's a very big ask. So you can see how that is being driven. The government has also introduced what is called the landfill tax, which is an escalating tax year on year, which means that I believe it's currently £32 per tonne. So every tonne of waste that goes to the landfill in Carzalevi of £32. So there's also a financial driver to make sure the legislation is complied with. Otherwise, we receive a mega fine from the EU for not meeting our targets. The energy from waste plant or incinerator at Tisley is one of the latest generation of plants. It is situated pretty well in the middle of an urban conurbation, which gives the lie to, I have to say, environmental scares about pollution. These plants operate to the highest standards, and Tisley and all other energy from waste plants in use in the United Kingdom are the most strictly controlled and cleanest combustion processes available. And for that reason, Tisley incorporating what was then best practice and is now standard practice is an ideal example to show how a large-scale energy for waste plant operates and how it can be located in an urban community and provide electrical needs day in, day out, without interruption, for many, many thousands of houses. So what it does is it takes in post-recycling waste, that is, waste that is not practicable to recycle or compost, and make something useful from it, recover the energy, in effect, produce around 600 kilowatt-hours of electricity per tonne of waste. And that's roughly 600 kilowatt-hours that would be wasted if that waste had been sent to landfill. So for a variety of reasons, the technology, the operating standards, the high performance of the plant itself and reliability and the fact that it was in the middle of an urban conurbation commended Tisley to me. I want to emphasise the urban conurbation location. In practically every major city in Europe, the energy from waste plant isn't consigned to the outer limits or miles away from the town. They're usually in the middle of the city centre and they employ what is known as combined heat and power where both electricity and heat are produced and this increases the efficiency of the plant to around 80%, which is quite a staggering figure. And, for example, a third of central Paris is heated by its waste in a, from a string of energy from waste plants around the peripherique. Every town in Sweden has an energy from waste plant complementing its district heating scheme. The same in Denmark. Energy from waste does not negate recycling. It works in tandem with recycling and makes use of the waste that has not been recycled, in other words, a second bite of the cherry is provided. That's why I see the Tisley incinerator, or energy from waste plant, as a pivotal programme in the course. The landfill example chosen in the programme is a modern high-tech landfill, as they all are now, basically, 
which has an engineered base, and a lot of the programme shows how the base is engineered to make sure that leeches don't escape, or if they do in a very, very controlled manner, and are caught and treated. The gas from the decomposing waste um, will uh, also be caught, and what may not have been heavily emphasised in the programme is once the landfill is capped off and no more waste is put into it, that landfill site will produce methane and, and or landfill gas for the next 30 or 40 years. And that, in turn, means that the post-closure programme has to be in place, gas capture has to be in place, gas utilisation has to be in place to make sure the methane, which is an extremely powerful greenhouse gas, does not escape the environment. I would like to make a point on methane as well. It's not featured by government prognostications. They tend to say that methane is 25 times more potent than an equal mass of carbon dioxide in official pronouncements. What they don't tell us is that's on a 100-year time scale. If you take the methane effect on a 20-year time scale, it is pushing 60-65 for the greenhouse factor, and the government, in my view, has fudged the figures. If global warming is a serious problem that is claimed to be, we need to have it resolved within 20-25 years and not postpone it to 100 years just to make our greenhouse gas figures look good. The utilisation of landfill will always continue because there will always be wastes that escape recycling or composting or the energy for waste plant. And there will also be the by-products. Recycling is not 100% process. There's always waste come out from recycling. These go to landfill. There could be quite often waste from composting where the compost doesn't meet specifications and that would be landfilled or stuck on top of the landfill and called top dressing or a mulch. And also from the energy from waste plant there are two waste streams, solid waste streams. There is the bottom ash which is around 22% of the input waste plus a residue from the gas cleaning process which is around 2 or 3% of the input waste. The bottom ash nowadays is mainly recycled for tarmac purposes or car parks, but some of it is still landfilled or used as cover on landfill or used for roads on the landfill. So what in essence what I'm saying is there is an almost irreducible amount which will always be landfilled. So we do need landfill, but the opportunity to use landfill is decreasing rapidly and rightly so. I think it's extremely important that students and the public at large or anybody who listens or views these programs realizes the professionalism that does go into managing the environment the professionalism that goes into engineering and that means rigor document what you say analyze what you say be grounded in facts and draw logical conclusions not emotive conclusions therefore the nub of most of the coursework is that it is founded in harsh reality data, legislation, boring calculations to some people, not to the likes of me. And anyone who does the course or views the videos will have a better idea of how the environment might be managed in a rational manner. That means you analyse the problem, you come up with solutions, you cost the options of the solutions, you follow through with pilot programmes to make sure that what you proposed actually works and flavours of that will come through in the modules. If you are what I might term a fundamentalist, you might say, waste, bad. Packaging, bad. And ignore the fact that packaging will stop 
products from spoiling. So at one level, the emotive person will say, I don't want packaging, strip it off. That's fine. But what about the people who do want packaging, We do need packaging? We've got to store their food in substandard housing or in strange locations. Now, what is needed is more professionalism in our government, in our civil servants, more accountability, more open debate on a rational basis. Not, oh, we must recycle, we must recycle, we must recycle. If the recycling starts to cost, in the case of filthy plastics, over £200 a tonne, when you can burn them cleanly and considerately and get the energy back in the energy of a waste plant at £60 a tonne, why do it? I, I would like to think that the course material will educate people, no matter what their perspective is. It will educate them into the care and hard work and professionalism and the logical thought processes that go into waste management, air pollution control, noise management and control, and an acceptance that as long as we want cars, we want canned foods, we want the convenience of electricity 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, there will be impacts on the environment, but they can be mitigated. You can't just shut down the consumption of resources because you feel that this is bad for the environment. If living's bad for the environment, what we've got to do is mitigate the impacts. I would like to think this course shows that the impacts can be mitigated in a logical and practicable manner. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.